What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Today in Titletown. I'm joined by my co-host, Mason's. Mason's back. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. I appreciate you having me back on the pod. I know it's been you know a couple months, and a lot has happened. Um, obviously, the whole season kind of went by, and now now we're already on off-season talk. So, yeah, like I said, I appreciate you having me back, and I'm ready to get back to it. Yeah, man, we do have a lot to talk about, um, starting with, you know, we did hire a defensive coordinator, something that we didn't know whether Mike Pettin would be gone or, or if he was going to be coming back uh, after his contract expired. And we now, we now have clarity on that whole situation. Uh, the Packers hired former Rams inside linebackers coach Joe Barry um, to be that new defensive coordinator. So Mason, give me some of your initial thoughts on, on just that hire and, and what you think of it. Well, I knew Mike Pettin's time was probably coming up. Obviously, Matt LaFleur was hired in 2019 and um, Pettin was a leftover from Mike McCarthy's last year in 2018. So I don't think Matt LaFleur is, I don't think his, um, he's really interested in even having Pettin on the, you know, on the squad. He probably wanted somebody else right away, but you know, Pettin really didn't do too bad of a job in 2018. So I feel like it was, you know, it was, it was only his first year. So it was worth trying to keep him around seeing if, you know, the defense did, you know, maybe improve, especially with the weapons we got in 2019 as well. But obviously that didn't really. It didn't really happen, especially in 2019 with our terrible um, running defense. And in 2020, I thought that, you know, the beginning of the year was honestly terrible. I I thought he was a possible candidate to get, to get fired maybe halfway through. But obviously our record really didn't really, it wouldn't make sense to do that. And he, he honestly got better towards the end of the season. And I think he really did blow it in the NFC Championship game. I think that is, um, you know, the, the play, the, the Scotty Miller touchdown that other half kind of, I think that was the dagger uh, for Mike Patton and his time in Green Bay. But, and I know Joe Barry's had two other um, stints as a defensive coordinator in the NFL. He's he's been around forever. He is he's a seasoned vet. I'm pretty sure he's two or three decades in already as a as a defensive coach. And um, his two other stints didn't really go well. But you know he was he was coaching the. I'm pretty sure it was like in 2007 the Detroit Lions. And obviously that team was you know one of the worst in history. And then uh, he got another chance in in Washington. Um, I think like five or six years ago, and that really didn't go go well. But that team wasn't really good either. So I'm I'm kind of excited for the guy. Um, he's he was on the Ram squad since 2017. Obviously had that Super Bowl appearance and in, in 18 coached a lot of great defenses. I know just as a as a linebacker coach and assistant head coach, but you know some some of those players on that defense he had to have you know, helped at least a little. You know, there's a lot of talent. The first one that comes to mind as a linebacker is Corey Littleton. Um, yeah, free agent I really wanted last year, but he, you know, he went to the Raiders. Um, we got a bunch of young guys, Kamal Martin, Chris Barnes. Um, I hope, I know, I hope he can really mentor those guys and get them to, to play like Corey Littleton was for those, for that Rams team in 2018, because that guy was a, a monster, super fast, and I see a lot, a lot of that in Kamal Martin. So that that gets me excited, and obviously, I think you know the, that Rams defense from last year is, I think our our defense is kind of built just like that. I know we don't have the best defensive player in all of football and Aaron Donald, but Kenny Clark is pretty close, very good nose tackle. And then, you know, he had Jalen Ramsey last year on that squad. And, and I think we got a better corner on our side, Jair Alexander. He's got a lot of weapons to play with. And um, yeah, a lot of us didn't think Mike Pettin was really using that whole squad to the, you know, their full potential with one of the, one of the best uh, pass rushing duos in the NFL, including Rashawn Gary with the Smith brothers as well. And then two really good safeties that turned it on. They got really hot at the end of the year, Amos and Savage. I think this defense is really ready to, you know, take the next step. And um, I hope Joe Joe Barry is the the guy to do it because Mike Penton wasn't. And I think all Packer Nation should be excited because this is a fresh start and we could be seeing a even better defense than we did, you know, last season. Yeah, definitely. I I think the number one thing you look at when you first see the hire. Um, is like you mentioned those two stints where he started, you know, with the Lions and that team went 0 and 16, um, and it wasn't pretty. Obviously, uh, th- you know, there was just a lot of things went into that, and of course, he started out with with Tampa Bay and John Gruden won a Super Bowl there, um, and that's really where his defensive foundation came from. That Tampa two style defense, and that's what he ran in both stints with with the Lions and Washington. Um, but that's a, this is going to be a different, uh, scheme that he's running now this time around. This is his third stint as a coordinator. Um, and you know, some people are probably wondering why a guy that struggled so mightily had defenses that were ranked near the bottom 
uh, every time he was a coordinator. Uh, why would why would Matt LaFleur hire this guy? Well, the number one reason is is because he wants to run that Vic Fangio-style defense, Brandon Staley, the one that he had so much success with with the Rams that got him a head coaching job. Uh, we saw how much success you know Bears defense had um, the past couple of years under Vic Fangio before he left to go to the Broncos. Uh, Matt LaFleur wants in on that. And now the Rams, obviously, they had the number one defense in the NFL. Uh, this past season with that same concept. So Matt LaFleur really wants to get in on that scheme. Um, and, and really it's just about getting the right scheme to put the players in the best position. Uh, so they're hoping Joe Barry, with all his collective experience now, uh, like you said, he had a lot of success with the Rams and he's grown a lot as a coach since those two stints as defensive coordinator. Uh, and I think he's going to be in a good position to have success uh, and put players in positions to have success as well. Uh, so for me, I, I've gotten a lot, you know, warmer on the hire specifically, like, you know, cause you look at it, like I said, and it doesn't seem great, especially after missing out on a guy like Jim Leonard, who declined uh, the job offer originally. Um, but thinking back now, and, and we've got this guy, Joe Barry, and he's had success and the Rams defense had success. So, you know, I'm trusting Matt LaFleur here with the idea that as long as this scheme is in place, it might put the Packers in a much better position. And like you said, Mason, uh, they'll have a chance to take the next step and, and hopefully it'll improve the defense sooner rather than later. Exactly, man. I just look at all the pieces we have and um, I know Joe Barry wasn't, wasn't the guy all Packer fans wanted. Like you said, Jim Leonard was a heavy favorite, especially a lot of Packer fans also being Wisconsin Badger fans. That one kind of hurt personally. And um, another one early on when we, right when we heard that um, Mike Patton wasn't coming back, a lot of people wanted Wade Phillips who um, he had a lot of success. I'm pretty sure he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl in 18. Um, but that, uh, that obviously didn't happen. Um, I just think we got to be excited. We, we, are, we all got tired of Mike Pettin, um, and we obviously got really tired of Don Capers, too, at, at the end of his stint. And, you know, this is going to be a fresh start. You know, Pettin didn't work out, but we just have so many weapons. We have, we have the best cornerback in football. We have, honestly, a top five, top three pass rush. Um, as we saw, Rashawn Gary at the end of the year was just disrupting the quarterback like crazy. Him and Zadarius, if if you know we don't bring back Preston next year, you're going to be lethal. And if we do bring back Preston, that's going to be in a nasty trio. Um, and then obviously Kenny Clark and the two safeties as well. I think we just have a lot to be excited for. Um, I know his two, like I said earlier, his two other stints didn't go well, but I feel like this is his best opportunity by far. And he, he had a lot of success in L.A., and you know, this Packers team has been in the NFC Championship, te- championship game two years in a row, and I think he's only going to help us, honestly. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I don't see a scenario where coming in with this scheme uh, we can do any worse. I, I just think he's going to help us put guys in better position. It's really not about the play calling per se um, when you've got this kind of scheme. It's going to be a different story here. I think – I think this is going to help a lot because number one thing that this defense and, and what Joe Barry is going to want to do here um, is not do these, you know, uh, soft coverages on third downs. Um, and, and that's, that's something that we'll see, but it won't be a factor that will be in the situations like where Kevin King and, and others have to play really soft on third and long and then be put in those same positions. It's going to be more so, when it's necessary, those, those soft coverages. And then he's going to have his guys be aggressive. You know, Rob Domofsky uh, tweeted uh, about a week ago when he was hired. Uh, every, everything he's heard about the guy from league sources is guys think he's energetic and he's aggressive. And that's what the Packers defense really needs. I mean, if you, if you pick two words uh, to sum up what this Packers defense needs to, to succeed in 2021, it's those two, energy and, and aggressiveness. And, and if we have both of those things um, and use it the right way, uh, put players like Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos in position to have a lot of success, that's that's what's going to propel us to the top. And that's what we really needed at the end of the year there. There's just some some aggression. We obviously got past the Rams, and but, you know, that, that Tampa offense, I felt like I felt like we needed to get more pressure on Tom Brady, and Mike Penn just wasn't doing it. And – and obviously, um, as I said before, and I hate talking about it, but that play before the half to Scotty Miller is just just shows like he, he was just aggressive in the wrong times. We need somebody to you know be consistently aggressive, or you know that just be consistent. Mike Penn's consistency is at his time in Green Bay was just 
so off and so odd. Um, the beginning of the year, like I said, I thought he was going to get fired. I honestly did. And then all of a sudden he just gets hot at just a random time. And then, you know, in the worst time possible, just has a couple bad play calls and, you know, kind of, kind of put us in a really, really rough spot in the NFC Championship game. That's what, it's just what I'm hoping for um, with Joe Barry, just more consistency on defense and somebody that can just utilize all this weapons because we're not going to have all these guys forever. All these guys aren't going to be on rookie contracts forever. Like we already seen Kevin King, Shannon Sullivan, Montrevious Adams. They're all, you know, free agents next year. And, you know, next year there's going to be more. We got to we gotta utilize this as we, you know, before before time is up. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Joe Barry, he he's a guy that, that wants to keep it simple, especially at the line of scrimmage. They want to keep the communication uh, as little as possible on the field, and they want to keep it as simple as possible for the guys. That way, all they have to do is go out and play ball. Um, and I think that might have been an issue at times as well. And you saw it, like you mentioned, at, at, at that uh, right before the half, that touchdown. Uh, with Kevin King in there, there was a miscommunication between the coaches. Mike Pettin, you know, some kind of man call that was just misheard that, you know, LaFleur said he wanted some kind of too high man and then he didn't pick up the too high part, um, Pettin, and then he just threw out a, a single high coverage out there. And, you know, that's just that miscommunication is what cost us a Super Bowl, you know, basically. Uh, just those little things like that. And, and now this is Matt LaFleur's guy. I mean, th- he picked him. This is uh, the scheme he wants to run, the philosophy that he was looking for. This is his guy. He hired him. The communication, there's no excuses for any, any lack of communication or struggle with it now. So I think that you know having his guy in the room, it should, I, I think it should be an improvement because this is, what, this is who he picked. This is who he wanted. Like you said, Mike Pettin was handed down to him. Uh, he was pu- kind of pushed to keep him around just because of the success that they had in that first year on defense. So look, this is this is the time now where the defense has to step up, and there's going to be no grace period either. Um, this is going to be one of those things where the defense has to come out and and hopefully you know adapt quickly and, and have a lot of success early on. Exactly, and that's what I'm excited for. You know, a fresh start, and um, I'm I'm curious to see what you know Matt Lafleur and Joe Barry play this free agency. I know it's not just up to them, but you know they're the they're the guys calling the plays. They're going to have some saying it. I want to get your opinion on some of our guys that are free agents. Like, how do you think we're going to play this Kevin King situation? And we got a couple other guys, Shannon Sullivan, Will Redman, Montrevious Adams. Do you think we keep a couple of these guys? How do you, how do you think we're going to play this, this whole thing? Yeah, definitely. I, I know that there, we do have a lot of guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, um, that are free agents. Um, number one, you said Kevin King there. He's a guy I just don't expect back unless he's Vet, like I would say vet minimum is probably, but that's not going to happen. Somebody will pay him some kind of contract, but I, it just doesn't make sense to bring him back at this point. He's not what we want. He's just not what we need anymore. Um, that experiment failed and it's over. Uh, unfortunately, he was just so inconsistent. And, and as a player, his inconsistency, especially at a position so volatile at corner, um, we saw what it did to us in the championship game. Uh, he, he, Him and Shannon Sullivan both were – such a liability it was I mean against us Tampa Bay weapons to have those guys just struggling so much the defense really couldn't do anything about it until they started creating turnovers in the second half we can't have a situation like that that's why I think Kevin King is probably out the door I doubt I mean Shannon Sullivan he'll be back because he's because he's a restricted free agent they'll bring him back um on a cheap deal but they're gonna have to bring at least a couple guys in I mean there's a lot of names on the free agent market that I could see the Packers going after. They need a boundary starter. I think they're going to probably go and look towards um, towards towards free agency for a guy to play opposite Jair. Um, you know, there's a lot of names. Richard Sherman would be like the dream there. Um, you've also got guys like uh, Patrick Peterson, another great option. But there's guys probably that could come a little cheaper that might be cap casualties, um, which we'll get into the the cap situation in a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of guys I, I, they need to, that's probably one of the top needs, uh, coming, going into this off season would be corner just because they're not going to bring King back. You know, Shannon Sullivan might be brought, brought back, but I don't think he should be starting at any point moving forward. So that's definitely a position of need. And then I want to just quickly talk about another position that I think the hire of Joe Barry is going to, is going to impact, which is the position he's coached for so long inside linebacker, um, and, and in this Vic Fangio defense, it relies on athletic guys in the middle of the field, like Roquan Smith, 
um, and, and other guys as well. So I think that we could see potentially an addition at that spot for the first time in a while of an, of an athletic type of guy like Corey Littleton was on the market last year. Whether it's in the draft or in free agency, I, I definitely see them going and getting a guy that, that Joe Barry wants to work with in the middle, uh, not only to boost the level of play in the defense, but to really just get just get another guy in there that can potentially – uh, you know, call the plays and, and relay them to the players and communicate as opposed to having an undrafted guy like Chris Barnes doing it. Exactly. Who would have thought, honestly, going into the playoffs, I didn't, I didn't think cornerback would even be a thought in, in free agency or the draft, but you know, obviously we, uh, everything kind of the dominoes fell and we saw how, like you said, how big of a liability Kevin King was and Janet Sullivan, especially during that championship game, I just saw Tom Brady attacking him all day with Chris Godwin. <clears throat> and then on the other side with uh, Mike Evans on Kevin King, which I thought would be a good matchup, but <laughs> obviously was not. Um, yeah, definitely I agree with you. Um, I don't know how much we'd be willing to spend. Richard Sherman would be a dream, but um, I'm just scared we're not going to have the funds to, you know, buy, to, to pay one of these top corners to sit alongside Jair because, you know, eventually Jair is going to get a – huge extension um and obviously as we're going to get into our cap situation isn't isn't as um open as we would like especially with some of these needs that have been opening up lately um yeah i mean so that cap situation let's talk about it i mean it's not great right now um and that's because the cap is unfortunately going down with with all the uh the loss of ticket sales and everything, revenue is down, so the NFL is shrinking the cap quite a bit here. Probably going to be close to somewhere around $180 million, which will leave the Packers $30 million over the cap, which means they're going to have to find a way to get under the cap. So they're already $30 million. They need to somehow get that back. And the way they're going to do that is, A, cutting players potentially, B, restructuring guys that, uh, including some of the guys we'll mention soon, and also extending players too. So there's going to be situations where they're going to move money into future years, guarantee deals for guys down the line so that they can create more space for this upcoming free agency and the draft uh, this offseason. So there's a lot of options though. Mason, there's plenty of guys where we can end up creating you know, $50 million worth of cap room and end up with about $25 million to spend just this year. Um, and with the way they're going to play it, uh, even if they sign a guy to a long-term contract, let's say, they will minimize the money as much as possible in this upcoming season and move money into future uh, future years of that contract. So Aaron Rodgers is the first guy that comes to mind when you're talking about either a restructure or an extension. It's something he wants, number one. Um, and these restructures aren't pay cuts. They're just pushing money into future deals or future years, excuse me, and they're going to guarantee it. And, and it's pretty much a win-win for both sides, so I don't see any issue. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You can create you know, upwards of $14 million with a restructure and, and close to $17 million with an extension. So I, I know Rodgers wants that. If the Packers are willing to do that, that'll be important for not only this offseason and getting more players, uh, but potentially his future with the team as well. And then there's a ton of other guys. You know, They're going to want to look to extend Adams, and I think Devontae is probably going to get that extension, and that'll create money for this year as well. Uh, David Bakhtiari just signed a deal, but he's going to have uh, a chance to restructure. Um, they kind of set it up to have this opportunity to restructure the deal and, and push money into future future uh, years. And a lot of other guys, too. I mean, you mentioned Preston Smith. You know, I, I don't think he gets cut. You mentioned he could get cut. It's a possibility. But I think it's much more likely that he restructures his deal because um, otherwise you're creating another huge need um, on this defense by – you know, taking away a, a darn good pass rusher in this league, uh, you know, you are creating eight million dollars in space, but you're just not you're you're stuck with just Rashawn Gary and Zadarius Smith, and after that, literally zero talented players that are gonna that are gonna play significant downs for us, and that's just creating another need. So there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that could create a lot of money, and and I think if they play their cards right and and make the right moves here, we can get in position to where we really have a lot of flexibility in free agency. $25 million does sound like a lot, but it is scary just because of some of the free agents we have on offense. Um, com coming straight to mind is Aaron Jones and Corey Lindsley. I know um, I don't know if we're going to be able to pay Aaron Jones the money he wants. 
Um, obviously, the news has been like, he, you know, he fired his agent, supposedly turned down a deal that would have made him a top five paid running back in the NFL. So he's probably looking for that, you know, that the number one spot when it comes to running backs and, and money, which is I'm pretty sure Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry has right now. Um, I don't know if the Packers would be able to do that. Um, but then Corey Lindsay just coming off an, an all pro year. Um, I just, it's just, it would be hard to let him walk, honestly. And, um, resigning him, I feel like should be our main priority, but as we were saying earlier, there are needs that we, I, I think we definitely need to fulfill. Like, like you said, um, extending Adams, I know that might not affect the cap this year, but, um, definitely got to extend him because he's only got one year left on his deal and then getting him a counterpart counterpart as well. Cause this free agent class is pretty heavy when it comes to wide receivers, just to name a few, which uh, honestly probably we're not going to even be in the conversation for just because of how expensive they're going to be. But like Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Wolf Fuller, Corey Davis. That's that's the top six. And there's there's a lot more, you know, veteran guys and some other younger guys that we could target. But yeah, this that wide receiver market is really heavy. And as, as we've seen in the last two years, we definitely need somebody on the other side or somebody to, to go, you know, to go with Alan Lazard and we're going to get Devin Funches back as well. But um, we, I, I, I'm still in the boat saying that we do need just, just one more piece, especially if we're going to lose Aaron Jones, just some other weapon. And um, part of our 25 million will definitely probably go to a receiver who, who knows though, if, if we're going to draft one or if we're going to go the free agent route and, um, it's can can I get some of your thoughts? It's just hard to piece all this together. Twenty five million, and with everything that we have to, to have to spend, I I don't know where to even where to even start to think. Yeah, I mean, like you said, of all the free agents that we've got, Corey Lindsley to me is the guy that if we're gonna bring one of those top priced guys back, to me it's got to be him. Just because of like you said, I'm it's hard to imagine letting the all pro of the league, the best center in football, just walk away. I mean, is there a scenario where we franchise tag him or or even transition tag him? I, I would like to think that that's a possibility, although it would be hard to do with the cap situation, but he is a valuable player. I, I, I would like to think they, they sign him to an extension before they would try to tag him um, and hopefully get him under contract, but I don't know. It sounds like that's not going to happen just because of, you know, Corey Lindsley said that they haven't even talked to uh, his representatives about a deal yet. Um, you know, toward, at the end of the uh, at the end of the season, he said this. I'm not sure what the situation is now, but uh, kind of surprising, really. I mean, I don't know. What's the plan there? Are they going to start Elton Jenkins at center next year? Are they going to draft somebody? Are they going to move Lucas Patrick? Are they going to I mean, like, are they going to start John Runyon? I don't know. There's a lot of things in the air, especially on the offensive line. I would just hate to lose a guy like Lindsley, but like you mentioned, there's other needs we have. I mean, on offense alone, we do need another receiver. There's there's no getting around that. They've tried to acquire receivers for the past three years. We remember when Allen Robinson shows Chicago over us. We tried to, you know, we've tried to trade for guys in the past couple of years. Uh, two years ago, it was Robbie Anderson. This year, it was Will Fuller. They know we need somebody. Um, and I think this time they're not going to play around. I, I, they're going to have to bring somebody in. Um, you know, we're rumored to – we're going to have interest in Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel. Um, those are two guys, T.Y. Hilton as well, we've been rumored to be targeting in free agency. So those – they're going to they're gonna look for another guy, and, and they know it's, it's necessary. Rodgers needs another guy that can play. Um, it's just we can't be treading water, you know, potentially having – if Devontae Adams goes down, we're in trouble. Um, and I know we've won all these games without him, but Rodgers needs guys that he can trust and he needs to, to find talented players that he can develop a connection with. So I think receivers a huge need, but you know, back to offense, we're going to need a running back, whether it's Jones Williams, if we resign one of those two guys, we need something to complement AJ Dillon. We need backups because currently as it stands going into the, uh, next season, the only players under contract are AJ Dillon and Dexter Williams really at running back. And obviously we're not going to be starting him or, or having him back up, Dylan. So there's going to be moves to be made there. And then the offensive line, there's, we have to figure out if, if Corey Lindsley's not back, we're going to have to figure out what, what's going to go on there. And David Bakhtiari might miss a couple of games to start the year. We're going to need some decent tackle depth. Uh, and who knows if they'll move on from Rick Wagner. 
Um, he struggled in that last game, and his contract is quite exorbitant. So um, we'll see. There's so many moving parts. It, like you said, Mason, really hard to quantify all the things that could happen and and try to think about all these different scenarios. It's going to be a busy offseason for Green Bay. Uh, but the one thing I will say is I do expect them to sign more guys than than maybe most people think. I think they're going to, they're going to be more active in the market than, than most people think. Uh, and I think the number one thing that they're going to do is try to get guys who will be cap casualties um, from this, this cap that's going down. Teams like the Saints are having to cut major superstar players um, that are way over the cap, and they're going to try to create space, and, and players are going to have to get cut for that reason. I think Green Bay is going to try to get into that market quite a bit, and I think that's where we're going to see the majority of the guys that they sign. Yeah, listening to you talk right there kind of started getting me to think about the draft. I know that that comes after free agency, but um, like, what, what are we going to do there? Um, I think with with the twenty five mil, I think we're gonna maybe maybe hope hopefully have like one splash signing, resign Corey Lindsley if we can, plus another guy. And then I honestly like thinking about the offensive line. Um, maybe just a couple little guys to fill in. Like like you said, Wagner did not play well in that NFC Championship game, and I know he. He wasn't really supposed to be starting at all, but that injury to David Bakhtiari kind of, kind of folded things there, and he was, you know, pushed to start at, at um, at right tackle. But, but yeah, there's just there's just so many needs, man. And um, like, what are we gonna spend our first round pick on? Are we gonna go corner? So we, we need somebody by Jair now. Um, are we gonna go receiver? That's been the the question the last two years, and it hasn't happened. Um, we better not go quarterback. I might lose my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. I can totally see it. Yep, they're yeah. gonna go. They'll get another quarterback, and that'll be that'll be the death of me. That'll be that'll be a hell of a training camp battle. Jordan Love versus <laughs> whoever we got <laughs> quarterback too. But in all seriousness, there's so many needs, man. And I we do have to. This is definitely a year we do have to be a little more aggressive. I know we don't have the funds, but at least sign some smaller guys to to know fill in especially I think we definitely need a veteran corner I think that's that has grown into one of my number one priorities like Richard Sherman I'm thinking about it would be a dream I know he's getting old but he's had him to a one or two year deal I bet he's hungry for another championship I know he, he lost last year as a as a niner he probably wants one more before he goes out sign him I mean, yeah he's his own agent too I mean I don't know he he's the one of those guys that just represents himself to me, that that kind of gives me a, a thought process of maybe we can get him on a cheaper deal than than maybe you would expect. He says he wants to play for a contender. We saw I don't know if you Mason watched that podcast that he did with Devonte Adams. They're great, you know, great friends. It seems like they really respect each other's game. Um, it just you know, Richard Sherman loves Aaron Rodgers. I just feel like that could be a great fit, especially to and that's that's what really will help us take the next step. If we're able to get the personnel, like having a Richard Sherman and Jair opposite of each other, I mean, goodness gracious, that's insane. I mean, that's two shutdown corners right there. And then you've got the two safeties. That's the best secondary in football, no debate. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a dream. Honestly, I think I think that should be a target. And there's other other veterans out there, too. Um, Desmond King, Patrick Peterson, right. mm-hmm. Xavier Rhodes, even. I mean, yeah. we didn't play that bad for Indianapolis last year. There's just something I know it'd probably be like a one year, five to $6 million deal, more expensive. I've obviously for Sherman and probably King as well, but just, I think that is definitely something we have to do if we don't address in the draft. Um, obviously free agency comes before the draft. So we're going to have to make some kind of plan, but that that's definitely a priority. And I'm not sure how we're going to play wide receiver. It's, it's always interesting. We, like you said, we've never really made a splash in free agency. We didn't, we didn't make the Will Fuller trade last year. We didn't make the Robbie Anderson trade the year before. We didn't re-sign Randall Cobb um, right when. That was a mistake looking back to me. I thought they should have brought back Cobb. He seemed like he was willing to take a, a, some sort of a little bit of a pay cut to stay, and we just kind of pushed him away. I That's one move I think that I don't know if they regret it, but I certainly do because that we lost a guy that Rodgers trusted, and, and you know we ended up needing another guy. and. Um, I know, you know, a, a source told me that he, he still wants to play in Green Bay. Um, he's always wanted to, to return to Green Bay, and it's just never been in the cards. Um, and, and he, even though I think he's still under contract in Houston, but, you know, it would have been nice to have him, at the, even if we traded for him at the deadline last year, there was talks about him getting moved potentially. It would have been, been great to have him, and I know Rodgers would have loved it. So 
Um, there's definitely there's a need there, and we know that. I, I don't know if it really all depends, like you said, Mason, on what they do in free agency. If they get a guy like Corey Davis in free agency, uh, I see no need, especially with Devin Funches hopefully coming back and and making the team. That's my hope, at least. Uh, with that happening, if if they sign a guy like Davis or or Curtis Samuel, T. Y. Hilton, any type of receiver in free agency, I don't see them picking one early. But if they if they don't then they're kind of forced to pick one in the first couple rounds. And it, it all depends because they're going to have needs. If they don't if they don't sign a linebacker in free agency, they're going to have to draft one in the first couple rounds. If they don't sign a defensive tackle, they're going to have to draft one. If they don't sign a corner, they're definitely going to have to draft one early, if not too early, maybe even you know two in the first three rounds, something like that. So there's going to be a pattern that we're going to notice here. We know their needs. We know – you know, what they like to do and, and, and who they like to, uh, you know, what positions they like to go after um, in free agency in the draft. So we're going to have to see. It, it's all, it all depends on who they uh, find themselves looking at um, in free agency, and then we'll see where the draft leads us. It's Yeah, it's it's so up in the air right now. Um, a, lot of, a lot of talent, honestly. I'm, I, I don't even know what kind of route we could go with. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we don't need um, – I'm glad we got the edge rushers out of the way. I feel like a lot of those guys are going to be overpaid as per normal. But, yeah, I don't know where we're going to go. Maybe a couple good linebackers coming coming into free agency. Denzel Perryman, Matt Milano from Buffalo. There's there's just so many options. I know we're kind of running this into the ground, but it's it's going to be an exciting offseason. I hope, I hope all Packers fans are ready because it's going to – this team might look a little bit different than it did last year. I think last year we were – honestly, I think all the pieces were – we're together to, you know, make that Super Bowl run, and now we're gonna have to rebuild a little bit. Obviously, our whole core is still gonna be there, but there's gonna be other, there's gonna be a lot of pieces that are gonna be just a little bit different, and hopefully, it all works out. Yeah, I think they're definitely gonna have to find a way to improve the roster. That's we've tried the the easy way per se of drafting, developing. You know, mm-hmm. we've tried that for the last ten years. I mean, this this is the time where we have to really improve the roster and make it as great as we can with the circumstances monetarily. Um, We're really running out of time here and running out of ways to win. And we're getting so close so many times. We have to find a way to get us to a point where we can overcome different things like bad calls and things like that, or, you know, turnovers. We need to find a way to, I think either a get Aaron Rodgers a defense that is truly elite truly like a top five, top three defense. And I think a Richard Sherman signing would put that in the realm of possibility, um, even for this next season with the new scheme and things of that nature. But if it's not that, it's got to be giving Aaron Rodgers as many weapons as possible to and continue to protect him on the offensive line uh, to overcome potential injury to players and things like that. It's got to be that's it's going to be one of the two. If we, if we want to get back to the Super Bowl, if we really want to have our best shot at it, it's got to be one of those two things um, for me, at least. So that's, that's really what it comes down to. Just looking at how the Bucks did it, you know, this year, I mean, took taking a couple of risks on some veteran guys, Antonio Brown, Rob Kinkowski, all really helped them in the Super Bowl. And obviously um, <laughs> later, earlier in that offseason, obviously landing Tom Brady, but um, we just gotta. I feel like signing Richard Sherman would be like a championship level move. Just we obviously know he can still play. He's been one of the best corners in football for the last decade. That like that's the type of move we need to make. Just take a couple risks. Um, as you said earlier, a lot of teams are gonna be cutting some veteran guys that I that I guarantee are gonna take some smaller deals than they than it probably would if it wasn't for you know all this revenue loss and the and the salary cap going down. So there's I think Brian Gutekunst has to play this play this right and I hope he takes some risk on some veteran players because because we need it we need another corner I think we could use some middle linebacker help I think we can use at least another piece on the offensive line to hold off for to when David Bakhtiari gets back and then um interested to see how we're going to play the running back position as well how do you how do you think we're going to play that and I don't see Aaron Jones coming back personally I don't think paying running backs is the smartest thing to do but we have a lot of options should we resign Jamal should we go a different route what do you what do you think yeah, that's really – it's just one of the many truly it's – a, it's a conundrum compared to, you know, all these other situations we have. It's one of the one of the really more interesting ones. Um, Aaron Jones, he's more than just one of those running backs like that you pay. He, he does so much more for this offense, and it's so clear that when he's in the game, 
especially this season when he was out, the running game just couldn't get going. But when when he's back, he's just such a dynamic runner. He makes his own plays. Like he doesn't have to have that offensive line uh, make holes for him, and then he just rushes into the holes. I mean, he creates his own space. He creates his own just yardage. I mean, he escapes tackles. He does all. He does so much work on his own. He's such a one of a kind player, and he's truly worth this money that he's probably going to command and get whether it's from Green Bay or somewhere else. But the cap just won't allow for it this year. It's so unfortunate that this had to happen. Um, he's truly a, one of the finest players, one of the finest men in, that Green Bay has had in a long time. Um, I just don't see a scenario where they're able to bring him back and also do the things they need to do to improve the team as a whole. Um, there was a graphic that I saw that had the, the leading rushers of every Super Bowl, what their salaries were. And there was nobody getting paid more than $3 million per year um, in the last like decade of Super Bowls, um, including James Starks, who was the leading rusher for Green Bay in the Super Bowl, in Super Bowl 45. So I think the move, obviously, A.J. Dillon, we saw what he could do. He's the guy. I mean, he's going to be the starter next year. And there's a scenario where maybe they get Jamal Williams back. I think that could be an option. I also could see a transition tag for Aaron Jones where – they create enough space to to tag this player, Aaron Jones, here, and it's like an $8 million cap hit, and then they can either match an offer that somebody else gives or, or lose them. Um, so I could see that. I'm not sure. You know, there's so many different things that could go down. Um, but if let's say, let's say Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are both out of the picture. We can't bring them back. They want too much money. They'll get too much money by, from other teams. Another guy that just came out today that – Apparently, he's interested in joining Green Bay as James White, um, Super Bowl champion with the with the Patriots, with Tom Brady. I think he'd be a great pass-catching compliment to A.J. Dillon. Um, that's what we're going to need. If we don't bring those two guys back, um, we're going to need somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield. We might need another dynamic runner because Dillon is that power back. He's that kind of do-it-all back, but he's really more based on that power um, of that Derrick Henry style running. So tell me, tell me, Mason, really what you think about a potential James White uh, insertion into uh, the Packers running back room, or if there's other guys that you're looking at potentially in free agency or the draft. That James White idea really does excite me. Him in New England with um, Tom Brady was nuts. Like he is, he would catch like ten plus passes, not not average, but he had a bunch of games where he'd catch ten or more balls, and I, I feel like that's insane for a running back. And Aaron Jones got targeted a lot by Aaron Rodgers, and I, especially in the Matt Lafleur offense, I think it would be be perfect. He's shifty, he's fast, he's he. I know he's not the biggest downhill runner, but that's what we got AJ Dillon for. I think he'd be perfect out of the backfield as a you know as a receiving back. That really excites me, and I don't think he would be really expensive. I he didn't do much for New England last year. That running back room is. Has always been super crowded, and I don't think he would demand a lot either. Um, that that really excites me, and it, it is super unfortunate that we can't. We're probably not going to be able to re-sign AJ. I'm sorry, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Both guys are just. Oh, they're both fan favorites. I know. I can. We can all tell they love Green Bay. They're, you know, they're so happy to be Packers, and it's it's going to be a sad departure, you know, coming in March probably. But you know, it's you know that happens. That happened with Eddie Lacy. Um, eventually happened with James Starks. All these running backs would become fan favorites, but we can never, you know, we never pay up. And it's just a sad reality about running backs in the NFL. But the, I think we got we got a little bit to look forward to in AJ Dillon. And um, if if there was a guy I had to pick out of free agency, it would be James White. I don't know if I would want a veteran. There's there's a couple. I'm thinking, you know, Le'Veon Bell comes to mind. Um, Todd Gurley also comes to mind. Maybe Leonard Fournette just won a Super Bowl. I don't. I don't know if any of those guys really excite me like James White does. I feel like him and that, that, um, that Matt Lafleur offense that you know Aaron Rodgers does check down the ball more. I feel like that would just be absolutely lethal. That'd be perfect. Yeah, it's it seems like a great fit. As soon as you know, that's a guy I was looking at. You know, when you the, the season's over, you're getting over the loss, and and then you move on now to the off season. You're looking at these free agents. That's a guy that jumped off the jumped off the page for me. Um, just because of that, like you said, that pass catching ability to where he's really like a wide receiver once he gets out of the backfield and gets the ball. Um, and that would just provide such a change of pace from what we've ever had really, um, where he's just really not, like you said, he's really not a great runner overall, but having him even in two back sets with Dylan would just be so good. That would just be great to have, 
and then you could do all that play action rollout stuff and and then you could have do the play action with James White where he can kind of sneak out and be that check down for Rodgers when things look murky in the back end. So, I mean, that's that's a great fit, but there's so many different ways we could go about it. Uh, there's guys that maybe, you know, we have to look for guys that are going to come cheap uh, just to have, we want to bring in as many guys as possible that are willing to come a little bit cheaper, maybe uh, some veteran minimum type stuff where I think James White falls into this category of guys. Snacks Harrison is another one that I would love to see back veteran players that know how to win that you know there's no grace period with these like like with these undrafted free agents that are playing for us we need veteran guys who have faced off against the best of the best time and time again and we need to build a team that has this desire to win now that has this urgency of like we have to do this that felt like what it was with Tampa Bay um and they they have a lot of young players and and so do we but they also had that that group of veterans that they've brought in this year that just gave them and, and illustrated that sense of urgency that this, that the team needed. Um, and that, and that really propelled them to what was a Super Bowl victory. And I think we can do something similar, um, by adding as many guys to cheaper deals, um, as we can and selling them on the idea of playing with Aaron Rodgers and trying to win a Super Bowl, dethroning Tom Brady, um, and, and doing th- all things of that sort. So for me, it's gotta be the guys that want to win, and I think we have a great chance to do that. There's going to be a lot of guys that, like we've talked about, that are going to get released that you wouldn't expect and that wouldn't be on the market if it weren't for this cap uh, situation that that has made money ever so important. So I just think that if we can get a lot of those guys that, that come off other teams' books and are in free agency and, and are looking like they want to win, uh, I think Green Bay is going to be one of those spots that a lot of those guys try to go to. And I think if we can get enough guys – that want to do that, we're going to be in a great spot. And I think that's the way we really improve the roster. I appreciate you illustrating my point there. I, I did a bad job earlier, but yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say, man, that if you're, if you're trying to win a championship, you got to look at the team that either knocked you out of the playoffs or the team that, you know, won the whole thing. And obviously for, for us, it's Tampa Bay on both ends. Um, yeah. Just a great mix of veteran and, and young guys that really stepped up, you know, pairing, you know, their young corners, Carlton Davis, the safety Antoine Winfield, um, Devin White, and then comparing them with Jason Pierre-Paul and the Dominican Sioux, Shaq Barrett. That was just a perfect storm on defense, and they played lights out in the Super Bowl and, you know, and lights out in the whole playoffs in, in general. And obviously, Landon Tom Brady, bringing back his, his sidekick, Rob Kankowski, but also pairing him with guys that they had already established, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, Kevin Bright, and a and a decent offensive line. That was just, it was the perfect storm. And I think Green Bay does have an opportunity to do that. Like you said, um, bringing back some, or bringing up some guys that we were talking about earlier. We can just, you know, sign Richard Sherman to pair with Jair Alexander. That would be absolutely nasty. And then, you know, replacing James White with Aaron Jones. I feel like that Aaron Jones is such a complete running back, but as, as what we need as a team on offense, a veteran like James White would be perfect. And, you know, Name a couple other guys to fill in the offensive line. Maybe grabbing a, a middle linebacker. Just it, we could be the the twenty twenty one Packers could be the twenty twenty Tampa Bay Buccaneers if we play this right. Honestly, yeah. Not only that, I I just think I mean think about how close we were this year. Uh, you saw what Kansas City did in that Super Bowl where they just really weren't competitive. Um, I just it makes you feel like we really could have won that thing. If Definitely. we've talked about one thing goes the right way uh, that went wrong in the NFC championship game, we're in the Super Bowl, and I really think we would have won it. It's got to make you feel good that we're close, but we are losing guys, and we have to supplement that by not only getting players that can fill those holes, but also filling our holes that we already had. You know, you look at uh, people always say, you know, we had the number one offense, and the great thing is that there's so many ways that we could improve this offense. There's, there's enough holes where you could say there's a lot there's a lot of room to improve. The schedule is going to be tougher this year. We uh, you know we're going to have to play Kansas City in that 17th game that they're adding, and it's it's not going to be easy to have all these extra you know tough tough matchups. But I, I think it won't matter if we just improve somehow. Uh, I feel like we were already the best team in the NFL, and of course we didn't get to that point where we could really definitively say it. But I do think that we're very close, and if we improve somehow. I think it could be a great year this year, and, and I'm excited for 
the possibility of getting another Super Bowl. And, and that's really the goal here. We're just trying to get back to that point where we can watch Aaron Rodgers hold up that trophy. And I really, I'm, I'm happy to say that I truly believe we're close. Uh, I just, I can't wait to see what this team does. Hopefully we, we do go all in per se, Mason. Um, there's a way to do it. There's a Green Bay way to go all in. Uh, and I think if we're able to definitively do that, we're going to be in a great spot. I'm telling you, this is this feels like we're so close, and we know how close we were, and I feel like we can get there at this point um, when we're here next year. That's how Tampa Bay did it, man. They, they said goodbye to Jameis Winston, their former number one overall pick, and Landon Tom Brady brought brought a lot of weapons in, and now look at that. One year later, they, they won the Super Bowl. That's we're we're not gonna go to that extent, you know. We we obviously have a quarterback already that had just won an MVP award, but we got to do something like that, man. Just bring in some veteran guys. We we got rid of Mike Penton. Um, maybe Joe Barry is maybe Joe Barry is our our version of getting Tom Brady for the Bucks last year. Maybe he can just revitalize our defense. So we're gonna maybe our defense can be a top five unit, and maybe it. It's just like you were saying. It we should be excited about how good of a team we had last year and how close we were. But as as Packer fans, we get like we we've been so close so many times, man. And um, I I look at how how Buffalo celebrated making it to the AFC Championship this year. They were so excited. They're, they they because they haven't been to the playoffs in forever. Um, they they haven't seen success like this in in many many years. But for us, it's just it's getting overbearing and. You know, it hurts. It hurts more every time. But I'm with you, man. We should be excited. We should be. We should be happy. Aaron. Aaron just had an MVP season at 38 years old, and after we drafted his, what we thought would be his replacement. That's that's something that I don't think a lot of people would have thought. And um, as Packer fans, we're obviously super thrilled with that. And um, there there is a lot to build on. And next year we should be right back in the competition. I don't see us falling down especially with the lack of competitiveness in the NFC North. We'll be right back in the playoffs and hopefully right back in the NFC Championship game, and hopefully more. Yeah, that's that's right, man. I, I, You know, you mentioned it, the NFC North, it's probably the weakest, you know, in terms of besides Green Bay, those final three teams, there's no there's no better chance for, for any great team in the NFC to really come out of their division strong. That's, why, that's what I said at the beginning of, of the offseason last year. Um, you look at our schedule and you look at these other teams, that South was, we saw how contentious that was. And the West was even more contentious with the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners, and then the Niners who were the Super Bowl representatives the year before they came out at the bottom end of it. So that to me, this is what I think is going to happen. Once again, we'll be in position to get that number one seed because there's just so many other great teams within these divisions and they're going to beat each other up. I think Green Bay is going to have another great opportunity. They're, it's going to be tough. It's never easy. So many variables, but if if everything you know if everything goes the right way, we'll have a great shot to get back to this point next year where we can say, you know, hopefully our team is in a better position. Hopefully we feel better about the team, the defense, overall the the weapons Aaron Rodgers has, and you know how I can't I can't stress enough how close we were this year, and how real it felt like we were the best team in the league. If we can somehow find a way to improve, we'll have an even better chance um, at getting to the point we want to get to next year for sure. Exactly, man. We were we had the best offense in the NFL with literally only one true, you know. I'm not I'm not gonna call um, Alan Lazard and MVS like slackers in in any any way, but like we had Devontae Adams, and then a bunch of guys that we, nobody would ever thought would be like you know contributors. Robert Tony was an undrafted free agent. MVS was a fifth round pick. Alan Lazard was on draft free agent, and we were literally the best offense in the NFL. Um, that's that that shows a lot, and I think we can. We're gonna lose. We're probably gonna lose Aaron Jones, but um, there's there's still a lot to a lot to improve and a lot to look forward to. I don't think this is the downfall of the Green Bay Packers. I think, I think this is a, you know, an another another kind of run for us. We had a little break in 2017 and 2018, but I think we're right back on the train and we're going to be competing for until Aaron Rodgers is done. Honestly, it's nothing to be ashamed of that. We didn't make it, make it this year as, as many of us did. We, I thought we we're going to, thought we we're going to do it this year. I thought this one, this one just felt right, but it didn't happen. But um, I can't say it, can't say it enough. We're going to, we're going to be back for sure. 
Absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. This is, I feel like this is, it's hard to imagine that this is just the beginning, but I feel like it's definitely not the end. That's for sure. And I, I trust, I trust Aaron Rodgers to not allow for the front office to even move on from him in any way. I just, I trust his ability to play football so well that they're going to have no choice but to just keep him around because you're not going to trade that MVP player. You're just not going to do it. So I, I trust that this is really just, we're going to have a more, I think we're going to have more years of contention. I think we're going to have more years, including this upcoming year of, of a great chance to win a Super Bowl. And, and last year was just the beginning. And now this upcoming season is going to be a continuation of that. Um, and as long as Aaron Rodgers is, is the starting quarterback, I think we're always going to be in a great spot here. Um, and I think this is, like I said, the sense of urgency is as high as it's ever been with Aaron Rodgers now, because there's a, you know, there's a, an outside ticking clock with fans and, and even guys and, you know, who knows what the locker room thinks, but only the front office and Aaron Rodgers truly knows what's going to happen there. But, you know, there's a sense of urgency for winning it for Aaron Rodgers. And there's also the sense of urgency of getting back to the Super Bowl because we've been so many, we've been so close so many times. So all that combined, I really think is going to put us in a great, in a great spot. Um, and Mason, I know, I know you're excited and, and I think, we'll see what happens, you know, with free agency here coming up um, and the draft as well. But like I said, if we just make the right moves, I, I think, you know, we'll be, we'll, we'll be getting even more excited uh, as the season approaches. Yeah, man, it's already February. And as long as COVID didn't change anything, I mean, free agency always starts in March and then draft is in April. We got, it's going to come fast, man. And we're going to see our future kind of build itself here. And um, I'm just hoping our guy Brian Gutenkunst can make make some moves, especially the ones we were talking about. I think I think we're still going to be in a good spot no matter what. Yeah, definitely, Mason. Um, and with that, you know, let's end it here, Mason. Uh, thanks so much for joining me once again here. Uh, it was great talking to you and great looking at what the Green Bay Packers here could do moving forward with this offseason. Um, thanks everybody for listening. It was, uh, you know, great to discuss, uh, these moves that we could make and, and obviously the hire of the defensive coordinator. Um, so we'll be back soon with maybe another free agency preview, discussing different moves, things like that. Um, so we'll see you soon. Thanks everybody. Go pack, go.